0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the GM in the Stands podcast. I'm your host and resident GM, Tyler Herbert. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Hope everybody had a great week last week. You know, I took off, uh, went to Florida, enjoyed some time with my girl. You know, um, had had lots of fun. Uh, had a chance to relax. She was still working. I feel bad for her, but that's usually how, that's usually how it goes for the both of us. And. Um, yeah, I haven't paid attention much to a lot of the NBA, NFL world last in the past two weeks, um, going from that last episode that we made. And I mean, not a lot has happened, but there is some good stuff to talk about. Um, this I'm anticipating that this episode won't be that long, based on, I'm looking at my notes and it's not that deep. But we have some critical things to talk about um, and some not so critical things just to touch on. But we're going to start off with the NFL as always, or... As we will be doing, <laughs> but the NFL salary cap has reduced to 180 million dollars. Um, if you know the NFL, that's not a lot to work with. Well, in any type of professional league, I don't think that would be a lot to work with. Um, in terms of a league this big that makes a huge revenue, usually, this is the, that this is not a lot to work with. And so we see that a lot of teams have been, you know, making moves this offseason in terms of cuts, veteran releases, waves, um, you know, try to renegotiate contracts in order to create the cap space. Because once this was out, essentially every team was above the salary cap, which is some bullshit. Let's be honest. that's, that's That's some bullshit. But we understand that the pandemic has drastically, you know, affected their income. Um, not a lot of fans are in the stands. If you know, you can get fans in the stands, probably like 25%, 50%, maybe if you're lucky enough, um, some teams can't get anybody in the stands. So that, you know, that's a, that's a big factor. Um, mainly ticket costs, ticket sales. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's just, it's just a lot for the teams to deal with. And they've been making trades as well. And speaking of trades which was a terrible segue, (laughs) but Carson Wentz has been traded to the Indianapolis Colts. I think this has been the only real big news outside of Russell Wilson. We'll get into that a little bit later, but Carson Wentz being traded to the Indianapolis Colts. Now, the only reason he was traded to Indy was because Frank Wright is there. And Frank Wright was, a, I think, a quarterback coach for the Eagles during that 2017 season when Carson Wentz was the proverbial MVP. He should have been MVP. If he didn't get hurt, he was MVP. We all know that. That's plain as day. You know, you can't you can't argue that for shit, right? But they traded this year's 85th or 84th, whatever, overall pick in the third round, as well as next year's second round conditional pick, okay? So that conditional pick for next year becomes a first rounder. If Carson Wentz, big if, if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps, um, I say big if just because he, you know, he has uh a, a injury history. But, you know, he's only there for, because Frank Wright wants him. And Frank Wright believes that he can, you know, fix Carson Wentz to become... Carson Wentz Oh, what is that? Is that dust? That's dust. Okay. I oh, thought it was a bug. Um, That's a big, bold move of Frank Wright. You know, the Colts were just in the playoffs last year. And I tweeted this out once the trade was made. Carson Wentz has to make the playoffs. If he does not make the playoffs, this was a this was a fail. You know, this was a fail on, on Frank Wright's part and the Colts part. And Carson Wentz. And to be honest, if he doesn't, I think his career is probably gonna be done in the NFL after his contract is up. He might reside to becoming like a background a background. A, um a backup or, you know, some team might sign him for veterans minimum, you know, just until the next draft. So they can get their you know long term quarterback, but this year he has to make the playoffs. There's no if ands, or buts about it. You know, um, the coach had Philip. The coach had Philip Rivers, who just retired, old man. You know, professional. He's a professional, professional. Um, if you know, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, sorry, but he's a pro's pro. You know, he plays the game how it, the game needs to be played. He makes sure he does his job. You know, he's very energetic. Um, He follows the game plan and they made the playoffs with a stationary old man like that um, who hasn't really had that much, you know, success in terms of playoffs, you know, previously with the Chargers. So you, Carson Wentz, coming in much younger, you know, um, you're coming in at what, 20 something. I thought the age would be here. 27, 28. Here we go. 28 years old, going on to 29. Um, mobile. You know, everybody touted you to be on. You know, Aaron Rodgers esque during your best. You know, um, you have to. You have to make the playoffs. Now, people are very, very overselling the O line for the Coats. You know, the Coats. I mean, they're a good line. Okay, they're a good line, and by I guess a visual comparison, they, their line was better than the Eagles. But I think Pro Football Focus has the Colts last year. Their O-line was ranked 12th, overall 12th, behind who? The motherfucking Eagles at 11th. Now, that's not saying shit because if you look at Carson Wentz' um, stats last year, he was sacked 50 times. 50 motherfucking times, okay? That's a lot. That's a lot of fucking times to be sacked. And I think he was sacked more than um, Russell Wilson last year. And we all know Russell Wilson gets sacked a pretty good amount of times. With, a, I think, a little bit worse, you know, O-line. But the Colts O-line was not that much worse than the Eagles. They were right underneath them, if, if not on par with the Eagles O-line. So... You know, I understand they have better weapons. The Colts do. They have better weapons than the Eagles. But I'm, I'm going to just retract to the fact that Carson Wentz was given everything he wanted in Philly. Everything. They sucked his dick. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to put it real. They sucked his dick. All right. This motherfucker got rid, of the, got rid of the coach. Right. Doug Peterson. Super Bowl winning coach. Got rid of that motherfucker. In the draft, they drafted him receivers that he wanted, okay? They got him that speedy dude um, who was supposed to, you know, essentially replace Deshaun Jackson, um, Nelson Rieger, or something Rieger. I think his last name's Rieger. But they gave you the fucking keys to the organization, and you abused that power. Carson Wentz abused that fucking power. This motherfucker, I'm not going to go strictly on last year, but 2019, when... He basically led or pulled the fucking Eagles to the playoffs, you know, until they ultimately lost to the Seahawks since he got injured as well. But um, 2019, he went 9-7. and seven. He pulled a broken Eagle team to the playoffs. Throwing 27 touchdowns and 7 interceptions. 4,000 yards. That's not bad. That's pretty good. But your play, fuck the stats. Your play was, was pretty shitty. His play was shit. Even though he pulled them, his play was shit and he lucked out because the last half of the season, he played against the NF the NFC least and, you know, pulled it off. But this past year, you're healthier, right? Your team is healthy, in a sense. But you go through, uh, well, okay, you weren't as healthy. But you could have done the same shit, right? Essentially. Or did you get lucky? You got lucky. 16-15 and 15 this year. You threw 16 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. 2,600 yards. 50 sacks. Quarterback rating of 49.6. You're just beneath average. Carson Wentz needs to make the fucking playoffs. He has to get a winning record. He has to make the playoffs. And now we dare say he has to win at least one game. You have to at least win a game. Because the Colts almost beat the fucking Bills, who made it to the AFC Championship game. So if you don't beat, if you don't win one game, I don't want to see this motherfucker on the field again. I'm I'm gonna put it real. I used to like Carson Wentz. I'm gonna be real. 2017, I liked them. I did. I really did. I was supporting that motherfucker. But based on the on the trend of, you know, events that have happened after that injury in terms of. You know the the rift between him and the coach, um, Doug Peterson, um, your boy Nick Foles winning the championship, him having a uh, a, uh, a statue, which is kind of wild, but I guess since he won, he brought them a ring. Why the fuck not? And we all knew you had that hatred, or not hatred, but it was that darkness inside of you and that guilt. He's just been on a downtrend, and I just have not supported him as much. I want him to be great, but just because of all the stuff that comes out from the Eagles, you know, front office and shit, it's, it's, he's been looking more like a, I don't know what to call him, not a martyr, but he just looked like the bad guy in my eyes because he didn't want to accept the fact that he was injured. You know, nobody's blaming you for being injured, but don't take that out on the coach and be like, nah, I'm not doing what the fuck you say just because you like Nick Foles better than me. I'm going to do my own shit. Well, I guess we see why the fuck Doug Peterson liked Nick Foles more than you. Nick Foles decided to stick to the game plan. And what happened? They were winning. You decide not to stick to the game plan. And what happens? You guys are losing. I don't know what happened in 2019. I don't know if it was more he was following the game plan or he was doing a lot more you know, free-balling. Whatever was happening in 2019, I don't, I just hit my hand on the desk. Whatever happened in 2019, I don't know why he couldn't just bring that over to 2020 and just duplicate the same shit. But it didn't happen, okay? And you getting rid of the Super Bowl coach, that doesn't that doesn't sit right in my eyes. Plus, after you get rid of him, you, you, you request a trade. So you could have requested the trade before... Getting Doug Peterson to fuck up out of there. Be like, be a real manager. be like, you know what? He can stay. I don't want to fucking go. Y'all can keep Jalen Hurts. Y'all work with him. Get me the fuck up out of here. Let me go somewhere else. Doug Peterson would have still been working. Jalen Hurts would have followed the game plan, and I think the Eagles would have been would have been straight. You know, all this bullshit didn't, did not have to happen. But back to the Colts, Frank Wright, Frank fucking Wright. I know that after the trade went through, I know he was praying on his motherfucking knees. He had to be praying that he was right on this. Like, Carson Wentz is his last straw, I would say. I don't even say his last straw, but this is his... This was a big decision. You know, um, I know they got him for the cheap, which is a bargain, you know, a third round and a conditional second round, even though the conditional can be argued that that was a little bit too much. Could've just been a regular second rounder. Um, but, you know, the fact that they even traded for this motherfucker and taken on his big contract, Frank Wright is on the ropes for this one. Um, nobody in the league was even looking at the thought of acquiring, you know, Carson Wentz, which is wild, because there's teams that need a quarterback. Not that quarterback. <laughs> so, Frank Wright... I know he's praying those motherfucking knees that him and Carson Wentz could get back to the twenty seventeen. And if he does, you know, (coughs) excuse me, props up to him. I'm I'm a burp again. (coughs) Excuse me again. Um, props up to him for real. But you can't say the Eagles were doing something wrong at this point because the Colts' O line being twelfth behind the Eagles, people were trying to say that the Eagles' O line was trash. Not the case. Not the case. I think it was really all on Carson Wentz, but we will see next year, this upcoming season. So in this 2021-2022 season, if um Carson Wentz does not make the motherfucking playoffs and win one game at the very least, it's over him. That's that's I'm calling it now. I'm putting that in the books. You could you could quote me, you can tweet me, you can at me, you could do whatever the fuck. Come at me, bro. I'm calling it. Um. Off of Carson Wentz, we're going to move on to Russell Wilson, who there's this whole hobbable, hobbable bullshit going on about Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Um, One, I guess we all know that Russell Wilson and the Seahawks have not had the best of relationships in the past couple of years. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> but anyway, not the greatest... Um relationship, and there were trade rumors going around that he requested a trade. His agent came out and said, that's not true, but he would be open to a trade, right? Okay, he would be open to a trade if it was only to the Cowboys, the Saints, the Raiders, or the Bears. Now, honestly, all those teams with Russell Wilson, automatic Super Bowl contenders, possibly, I don't know how I put automatic Super Bowl contenders and possibly in the same census, but I just did. But I think that's a very good case. Now, should these trades happen or should these trade talks go on? That's a whole different story. We'll get into that a little bit later. But the reason why there's rifts between um, Wilson and the Seahawks front office is because he wants more personnel decisions. Anything, any type of rift between quarterbacks and the organizations is always going to deal with personnel decisions. Or money. It's either they want more money or they want that personal decision or they want, you know, whatever promises they fucking kept, which they haven't kept. But I don't think Wilson and the Seahawks have ever, you know, came to a term of, oh yeah, we're gonna, you know, include you in all types of personal talks, free agent talks, draft talks, whatever the fuck. You know, he signed that, um that four-year $140 million extension. I don't think any of that was promised to him. You know, during those negotiations. If it was cool, but I doubt it. Um now he wants personal decision talks, like he wants more input. I can understand, I guess, but he doesn't really need to. Like the Seahawks have been good. You know, they've been they've been pretty good the past couple of years. Of course, they haven't really gone far. Um, but they've been good. I'm gonna pull up their um, their past couple of seasons right now. Now he went 12 and four this past year, 11 and five the previous year, 10 and six the previous year. You know, 2018, 2017 went nine and seven. So for the past four years, they've increased their win shares by one. Okay, starting from 2017, you went from nine. 9-7, and, and you just went up in win shares each year. 9, 10, 11, 12 this past year. Okay? That's not bad. Y'all, they're doing something right. The Seahawks are doing something right. So, I think Russ really needs to just keep on trusting in his front office. Let them make the moves. If anything, their offense has been okay. You know, it's been good. When it runs, it runs. It runs very fucking well. Okay? Um... Their defense, on the other hand, is a different story. Now, a quarterback cannot have any type of input on their defense. Let's be honest. I mean, I was about to say, what the fuck do you know about defense? But they throw against defenses all the fucking time and they make audibles and shit. But in terms of who you think y'all need on defense, I don't think the quarterback can specifically just be like, yo, we need this motherfucker on defense. Nah, that's not your territory, boy. That's not... Boy, I was about to say brother. And then boy came... Yeah, anyway. That's not your territory. <laughs> your territory is your offense. Now, if you want um, input on your offense, go ahead. Oh, by all means. If that's what you're talking about, cool. Defense, let the... Understand their defense has not been the greatest. After um, Legion of Boom dispatched. Or dispersed, I'm sorry. But... The defense has improved. Hit the mic. Has improved the past two years. Um, but your O-line, Russell Wilson, uh, I'm gonna be be real with you. I respect the black quarterback. Shut the fuck up. I was like, if let's be objective here. Russell Wilson um production has been good. Has been good. Has been great has it been all that. has been good, in my opinion. Yes, he's a pro bowler, but past couple of seasons, I'm going to give you this right now, they have been winning. I'll give you sack numbers. 47 this past year. 2019, 48. 2018, 51. 2017, 43. So, you went from 43 to 51. Now, you've been getting sacked essentially more than 40 times every year, except for your first year. When you were drafted, you, was, you only got sacked 30, 33 times and you was game managing your ass off. But y'all were good, okay? So you, won't, you go from 33 sacks to 40 a year, 40 plus a year. Russell Wilson and this let Russ cook shit has got to go, okay? This letting Russ cook shit is not the way to go. And that is why his sack numbers have gone up. Yes, his numbers... And I was about to say his numbers have gone up, but they really haven't. If we're talking about yards, like... Yes, he threw 4,000 yards a couple times, but... pump the brakes. Um, his completion percentage has been relatively... Average every year. Around 65%. Uh, it's So this, this let Russ cook shit is the real reason, if we're being honest... Why his offense hasn't produced the way he has wanted it to? Now their O line hasn't been the greatest. You know they've been worse than the Eagles a little bit, but the, it's the biggest problem in Seattle is the Let Russ Cook, in my opinion. Excuse me. <clears throat> so he needs to go back. To, he needs to go to like to a game manager plus, as Max Kellerman would say. There's a few things. There's a lot of things that I don't agree with um, in terms of what Max Kellerman says. But the game manager plus, you know, he has that plus minus bullshit that he be saying. Russell Wilson needs to go back to the game manager plus him. He has Tyler Lockett. Um, DK Metcalf. And there's another receiver that he has. He actually had Flash Gordon, but Flash Gordon was doing a whole marijuana shit. And, you know, why the fuck is people getting suspended for weed? It's just weed, bro. And weed not gonna kill you unless you're smoking some K2. That might kill you. But regular weed, eh. Anyway, he ha- he has receivers. He has weapons. He has running backs. His O line's not the greatest, but it has improved and it has been good. Is that Russell is the the problem is that Russell Wilson, and I know it sounds like I'm just blaming quarterbacks the past couple weeks, but Russell Wilson, this let Russ cook shit, is not his best friend. Now we're gonna talk about this year, where he was essentially leading the league in terms well, leading the MVP race in the whole league, right? So first few weeks, Russ let Russ Cook was going crazy. Started off 5 0, right? He beat the Falcons. Um I'm assuming that's New Orleans. Oh no, that's New England. I'm sorry. It's the symbols. they were, I said New Orleans. That's NO. I'm stupid. Yeah. Um he beat, beat the Patriots, beat Dallas, beat Miami, and beat Minnesota. Those are good teams. And that was during Let Russ Cook. My man was going crazy. Four touchdowns, no interceptions. Five touchdowns, one interception. Five touchdowns, no interceptions. And then it kind of dropped. And and then he kind of, you know, went to a little bit average-ish, right? So, <clears throat> the Let Russ Cook works in for a certain... Um, For a certain time, you know, letting Russ cook works. But throughout the whole year, that's not the way for the Seahawks to win. Not with Pete Carroll, you know. I understand Russell wants to get away from that whole um, Legion of Boom phase where, you know, you were just a game manager. They didn't win because of you. It was more because of the defense. He's trying to prove everybody wrong, and we get that. But you can do that and not just throw the ball carelessly down the field you know, or trying to hold on to the ball forever, trying to make the beautiful down the field play. Take your dump take your um your dump plays, you know, dink and dunk the ball. You feel me? Take that five yard chunk. Um hand it off to your to your to your running back. But that's just my opinion, you know. Um I do like Russell Wilson. I like Russell Wilson. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's he's top tier, you feel me? When he's doing what he needs to do. When he's doing everything else, when he's doing extra, you know, um he's when he extends the plays correctly and, you know, takes a couple yards he can get or, you know, throws it for a couple yards he can get, cool. But when he's running around back there trying to wait for somebody to go downfield further and get more yards out the play, that's not the rust that can win the games. And I don't like that shit. So, Russell Wilson, if you want personnel decisions, you know, a little bit of input, cool. But you can't make that the deciding factor as to you being traded because the Seahawks have actually tried to do a lot better, especially on defense. They, they got Jamal Adams, who was a big, who was a big player who just for some reason this year has been very injury prone and, you know, a little bit off, but guarantee, I bet you next year, Jamal Adams come back. That motherfucker's going to be a beast just like he used to be on, on, um, the jets. So I don't, I don't really see any problems with Jamal Adams for next year. Um, Whoever they draft, cool. Whoever they pick up, cool. We'll see what happens. Other than that, I think Russell Wilson needs to chill out, relax, have another conversation if he wants to with them, and, you know, keep pushing. In terms of the trade rumors, in terms of those four teams that are named, the Cowboys, no. We already know how the fuck they do with um their black quarterback. Russell Wilson does not need to be going there. But I will say, if he did get there, they might be a little bit beastie, okay? Um, the Saints, eh, I don't know. I think their best bet, honestly, is, um, what's my boy's name? Uh, uh, yeah, you know, 30 for 30, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. To I forgot his name. Anyway, y'all know the fuck I'm talking about. Um, You know, eat the W's. We eat W's. I, for some reason, his name is slipping my mind. Anyway, his his name is slipping my mind. The Raiders, um, I honestly wouldn't be mad if he got to the Raiders. I do like Derek Carr. I have respect for Derek Carr, and they got Mariota, who has proved themselves to work in that system. But if they got rid of those two and went for um, went for Russ, I'll be fine with it. To be honest, the Bears, that's something that they they should try to go for. You know, they need a quarterback. Although they were pretty good with, um, what's the dude's name? And why is all these quarterbacks not coming to mind right now? They have Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky, his first two years with the Bears, they were good. I don't know what the fuck happened, but if I could get back to that, yeah, I'll be straight, especially with the defense I'll have. It'll be perfect. I think they will be playoff contenders every fucking year. But if they want to go get Russell Wilson, cool beans, I wouldn't be mad. <clears throat> and um, I don't really have any other notes for the NFL. Um, I think was something I could touch on real quick. I mean, you know, Deshaun Watson still, Jameis Winston came to my mind. I was, I searched about how I was talking James Winston. Anyway, <laughs> back to what I was saying. Um, Deshaun Watson still not traded. I don't see him getting traded anytime soon. I see him still being petty. You know, I can definitely see that. You're going to be petty for <clears throat> until the season starts, honestly. Um, what else? J.J. Watt still hasn't made a decision, which, you know, nobody's trying to rush him. Well, I'm not trying to rush him. Free agency is a big deal. You know, it takes a lot of time and thought and effort. And, you know, it takes a lot to go into that type of atmosphere. So, I think he definitely needs to take his time. I hiccuped and coughed and it's wild right now. Um, I don't know why. What else is going on in the NFL? Um, that's about it. Um, Excuse me. What the fuck is... What the fuck is going on with me right now? My body's, like, tripping out. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, Cowboys don't want to sign... Dak Prescott yet. Um, they say they're gonna get a deal done by March seventeenth. You know, if they franchise tag him, they have till then to come with a long term deal. Um, I don't see it happening. I think they're gonna franchise him and he's gonna play under the franchise. And next year, check up the deuces. He out. You feel me? And what else is going on in an NFL? This is off the top of my head. You know, I'm trying to what type of news I'm trying to get through. I think that's oh, Patriots. Let's talk about the Patriots real quick. <clears throat> I don't have no notes on this. I'm free balling this right now, but the Patriots at first they were thinking about going after Marcus Mariota, I believe, for their quarterback not of the future, but I guess for the next few years. Um Bill Belichick. Real question. I think that we all want to know. What the fuck happened to Stidham? I don't, Jay Stidham. I don't know what his first name was. Jason? Jared? Something. But Stidham, he said, was supposed to be his quarterback of the future. Right? After he got rid of Garoppolo, which we all know that's who he really wants. I don't think he can maneuver. I mean, if he if he pulls something out the ass and makes it happen, oh, shit. Props to him. You know, Bill Belichick would be a genius to pull that off. But um, what happened to Stidham? I thought Stidham was supposed to be the quarterback of the future. Um, I guess he was just doing media talk. Now, I guess Stidham really isn't that good. I don't think he can really process the defense that well. Um, And they basically gave up on him. Cam Newton, I think they should just resign Cam. You know, I understand Cam is not Cam of old, but let's re let retrace these this season. They started off looking pretty good. I'm gonna try to pull up some stats real pull up some stats real quick. Um, they were looking pretty good in the beginning of this year, right? Okay. Um, here we go. Twenty twenty. They started off two and two. Okay, they were okay. Mind you, half their defense. Well, actually, not half. Their their main players on defense had opted out this season, right? And they started off 2-2 two and two against the Dolphins, the Seahawks, the Raiders, and the Chiefs. Four really good teams. They beat the Dolphins, and they beat the Raiders. They lost to the Seahawks. Close. And they lost to the Chiefs. Wasn't as close, but they lost. Okay? And then... You know, people caught COVID, especially Cam caught COVID. Cam was out. He came back. He was still feeling the effects of COVID. It was a whole mess for them, okay? They couldn't practice. Remember, there was a stretch of time. They couldn't practice at all. Like, their facilities were closed. It was a total mess, right? But they were never out of the games. I'm going to give you some stat, some um, some um, scores of their games, right, that they lost. 12 and 18, and that was to the Broncos. I think they just came off that COVID. They came off their bye week, but it was COVID, okay? They lost to the Forty Nine. Okay, that's that's a bad that's a bad game to, to talk about. Um, they lost to the Bills, really good team, twenty one to twenty four, very fucking close. Okay, they lost to the Texans, twenty twenty seven, both bad teams. Eh. Um, they lost to. Okay, after that they just kind of went to shit. But um, <clears throat> yeah, it's. I think Cam should go back. I think they need to re-sign him to another veterans minimum. You know, or just do a one year, you know, two million dollar deal, put some incentives on that bitch, make it like five mil. You know, um, because I know Bill Belichick had that sympathy for him, which is rare. You know, we don't see Bill Belichick expressing some type of emotion towards his players or, you know, forgiveness or shit like that. But he expressed a form of, you know. The fuck did I just say? ah it's crazy how I just said something and now I forgot what the fuck I just said um but he accepted what has happened and I felt like he, it looked like he felt bad for him right and I think they should just run it back you know they got people coming back like Patrick Chung um I think High tower has opted back in somebody else has opted back in right some major players on their defense run that shit the fuck back on offense Nikhil Harry Looks like he was coming into his own a little bit, right? Step the fuck up. Um, they could get another wide receiver through free agency, maybe someone like maybe Adam Humphreys. Even though nah, I can't say that because they already have Edelman. So two little slot receivers like that, I don't think that'll work. But I just try to throw somebody out there that I know off the top of my head. Thinking about it now, won't work. But if they could find somebody tall and free agency for the cheap, that'd be good for them. Um, or if they find somebody. Through the draft, cool. Run that shit back, you know, make the playoffs again. Y'all be straight, okay? Um, what else in the NFL? I don't think I have much for the NFL after that. Uh, off the top of my head, nah. Okay, we're going to jump into the NBA. NBA? Um, I don't know what the fuck that was. Dust. Um, How am I going to order this? I want to I start off with Draymond Green, okay? Okay and not I'm not talking about Draymond Green's play. We're going to talk about what he said. You know, what, we're going to start okay. We're going to start with Draymond Green. Now, he was talking about Draymond Green a couple weeks ago had talked about um <clears throat> the expectations of player behavior versus team behavior, you know, in the media's eyes and whatever the fuck. Okay? Now, this is all because of two I guess big-name players, you know, being asked to sit out while their teams try to find trade destinations for them. And those two names are Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond, okay? Now, the Cavs have asked Andre Drummond to sit down until... I haven't paid attention. I don't know if he's played since then at all, you know, because we're about to come up until the All-Star break. So that's a couple games that they would have had to play prior to the All-Star break. Since he sat down, they asked him to sit down until they could find him a trade destination that was, you know, um, befitting for him. And the other name is Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin and the Pistons have mutually agreed that he will sit down until they can find him a trade destination. Okay. now I did touch on um, Blake Griffin's contract a little bit um, two weeks ago. You know, he has a huge contract. I think he makes like 30, 32 this upcoming year and like 37 next, which is wild for Blake Griffin, right? We're talking about an injured Blake Griffin. He's not the Blake Griffin of the, of the um, Clippers, you know. He's not Lob City Blake. Um, Blake Griffin is very stuck to the ground now. He plays face up. He plays outside the three now, handles the ball, passes, who, which, I, honestly, his game has improved. But this year has not been that great for him, which is... Kind of sad to see. You know, I want Blake Griffin to be great. Um, now, let me relax a little bit. I'm kind of excited. <clears throat> Tone <it> down. <sighs> okay. Now, when players ask for trades, you know, this is what Draymond Green was saying. When players ask for trades, the media and people are, you know, disgusted or s- astonished or shocked by the fact that the player is asking for a trade. You know, like, who dare you? How dare you ask for a trade, right? You need to play with the team forever, right? Um, But when the team asks, or when the team says they want to trade this player, the player has to act all willy-nilly in goody-two-shoes and suck it up, smile to the cameras, and be like, everything will be okay. I am good. I'm happy. I'm great. I'm cool. I'm fine. Right? So, in that aspect, the way Draymond Green... I don't have the quote in front of me, but the way Draymond Green had worded it was actually pretty accurate. You know, um, the fact that when players requests for trades and whatnot, or they don't want to play for this team, you know, they're not happy in their situation. Um, they need to act a certain way or the media is going to score on them, right? The media will look down on them. Um, and teams, whatever the fuck the teams want, everybody's cool with. Now, I agree with him 50-50, okay? And the example he used was James Harden this past offseason where he wanted to be traded from the Rockets and go to either Philly or Brooklyn. <clears throat> now in James Harden case he was saying James was everybody hated him everybody you know ostracized him and whatnot. they was talking bad about James and they did you know and I can I can see why they did that to James Harden um and I look at the situation okay in James Harden's situation he has been the face of that franchise for the past, what is this, 2021? Past, he got there, what, 2014, 15? It's like the past six, seven years, he's been the face of that franchise. Literally, once they once they signed him, he was handed the keys. They did everything they fucking could for him. And that was that, right? They got him players. One year later, he don't want to play with that fucking player no more. He, they get rid of them. Dwight Howard, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook. He got all of them the fuck up out of there, right? But he asked for them. So, again, I'm going to say this again. That team was sucking his dick. The organization was sucking his dick for the past six, seven years. And so now that you request a trade and you're not happy with, with what's going on, you're not happy that they're not... You know, giving into your demands. They don't want to do whatever the fuck you're, you want them to do for you. You want to have an attitude, okay? Um, I say this because the way that James Harder went about getting this trade done was a little bit childish just based on the situation. Like I said, they sucked this dick for the past six, seven years. He could have just been a little bit more helpful by just, you know, come to practice, just be a professional. You know, just, just do what you needed to do. Yes, request a trade. Cool. You can go public with the trade, too. You can go to the front office and say, I would like a trade. They say, okay, you can go public with it. I have requested a trade. Cool. But don't go ahead and bad mouth the organization like um, they've been bad for the past couple of years. Um, everything they're doing just does not make sense to you. And that shit just wasn't sitting right with me a little bit. I respect his decision to want to be traded, but the way he was going about it, like I said again, I didn't like that well. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the best, in my opinion. Um, but the eventually, you know, the deal got done. He was traded, <clears throat> and now on the other side. I'm sorry. On the other side, he talked about Andre Drummond, you know, being out in practice and shoot around right before the Warriors game. Warriors versus Cavs, and then he goes back to the locker room and comes back in regular street clothes. And has to be happy with that. It's not something that he, him and the team talked about. They literally just came to dream Andre Drummond and said, we need you to sit down for the rest of the games until we can find you a trade destination. And he's supposed to smile and be happy with that. Although he's healthy and can play. He's supposed to just go on with it. Um, And the team was looked at like a savior or some shit. Or, you know, they the team is just doing what teams do. It's okay. There's nothing bad about it. Man, let the motherfucker play. I agree with that shit that he said. Let that motherfucker play. You know, don't sit him the fuck down because now he, because if he doesn't agree to that or if he doesn't like the fact that he has to sit down, he's looked at as a bad player. That's something else that Draymond Green was, talk, was talking about. And I agree with him. When the team says this player is on the trade block and they, they don't want him to play, if he does not agree with that, or doesn't, you know, go along with that. He's looked at as a bad player. That decreases his trade value. I just hit the mic, I'm sorry. That decreases his trade value. And then, we don't know what happens. He might get waived. You know, no teams might want to pick him up. Um, or he might get traded to a shitty destination that he doesn't want to get, you know, be involved with. And is it is a double standard. You know, like I said, I understand what Draymond Green was saying. But, in my opinion... I think it just ba- is based on um, situation. Say now, let's say um, who can I use as a good example? Who's been on a, on a team for a long period of fucking time and haven't gone nowhere? Mm, Zach Levine. Let's use Zach Levine. Actually, no, 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 no. Let's use Bradley Beal. Bill. Bradley Beal be a perfect perfect example. <clears throat> let's say. Bradley Beal came out of nowhere and just said he wanted to be traded. I think that's a well-deserved trade. Wherever he wants to go, he needs to get traded there because he has done what he needs to do for the past couple of years. He's put his whole body into the game. He has gave 110,000%. And the Wizards organization just has not done anything to you know support... Bradley Bill. Same with John Wall. I mean, John Wall was traded but for Russell Rushbrook, but if Bradley Bill wanted to be traded, I'd be fine with it. If Bradley Bill went on a little, you know, drama train, I wouldn't be opposed. He has been the pro's pro. He has done everything. Um, he has given the Wizards time to do stuff. They just haven't done it. You want to go? Act like a fucking drama king? I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Bradley Beal was not handed the keys. He wasn't given any, anything, just money, and they said, "Go play. We'll handle everything else." He said, "Okay." They haven't handled shit. I, right. I'm gonna act a fucking fool. I want to be, I want to be traded. I would, I hit the fucking mic again. I'm sorry. I would not be opposed to that. Um. Now, on the other hand, if Bradley Bear was given the keys and the Wizards were doing everything for him and he could have pulled them to the playoffs or whatever the fuck and he requested a trade and acted a fool I wouldn't like that because they they did their best for you they did what the fuck you wanted them to do it hasn't worked out because yo shit hasn't worked out now you gonna act like a bitch nah bro nah bro so there's, there's so there's there's a there's stuff to agree with in terms of what Draymond said and there's also things to disagree with and I'm just saying it's all based on situation in my opinion um, and that's all I'm going to say on that situation um, now we do have a little bit of you know NBA what's, what's what's the deadline I don't know when their deadline is but we have some deadline moves going on and whatnot. not um, the biggest being DeMarcus Cousins was released by the Rockets um, there was mutual you know Demarcus Cousins wasn't happy playing behind Christian Wood, who, if you people do not know, Christian Wood, he's fucking nice, bro. (laughs) Christian Wood is, he's nice. He's nice, okay? But, you know, Demarcus didn't like the fact that he was playing behind Christian Wood. And honestly, I don't blame him. You know, Christian Wood's gonna get most of the minutes. Um, you have a tandem of John Wall, Victor Oladipo, Eric Gordon, and um, Christian Wood. Come on, bro. You already know Christian Wood going to be at the five. Who are going to play the four? P.J. Tucker. So it's not going to be a lot of minutes for DeMarcus Cousins. So they mutually parted ways. Now, people were talking about the teams that would be interested in DeMarcus Cousins were the Lakers or the um, the Nets. Well, we already heard that the Lakers have no type of interest in terms of going straight for DeMarcus Cousins right off the bat. Now, it made sense that if somewhere, if an organization was to get him, it would be the Lakers, right? He was there all last year. Even when they waived him, they allowed him to stay in the facility and work out with them. And he got a ring. They gave him a ring. So the love is there. He still has connections with all the people, with all the players. And I think Everybody would like to see DeMarcus go back to the Lakers and actually run it with them. Him, AD and LeBron together. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. That'd be nice. Now, DeMarcus Cousins isn't DeMarcus Cousins of old, which we all know. He's he's slimmer. He's he's lean. Um and he plays a lot more outside. Um I miss that that big bodied boogie. That played down low and just demoralized every big nigga in front of him. He was nice, bro. Best big man in the league. Can't say that anymore. At this point, it's Jokic and then Embiid. Um, well, AD, then Jokic, then Embiid. But AD's injured, so yeah. Um, I think DeMarcus Cousins might be sitting for a while. You know, I don't think anybody's going to pick him up right now. But I think right before the deadline... Or a little bit later into the season, somebody's gonna pick him up. You know, um the Rockets did guarantee his contract, so he got that money. He don't need he doesn't need anybody else to pay him. If anything, they could just pay him a veterans minimum, you know, or a couple hundred thousand dollars and he'd be straight. Um but I would like to see him on the on the Lakers. Now people thought he was gonna go to the Lakers because on the other hand, the Lakers released Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook. Wow, Quinn Cook. They released him. Um, He wasn't playing this year, you know, with them acquiring Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder? Schroeder? I think it's Schroeder. Um, And A.C., Alex Arusso, the GOAT, (laughs) playing a bigger role, you know, this year. Um, Talon Horton-Tucker. Talon? Talon. Talon Horton-Tucker is, you know, essentially a point forward as well. There's not a lot of play time for Quinn Cook, so he's just money sitting on the bench. Now a lot of people be like, "Well, why didn't they wave um Jared Dudley?" Jared Dudley is a vet, bro. He is a locker room guy. He is very well needed, you know, on that team. He gives people he gives players the confidence. Um, he gives players insight, he gives them advice, and Jared Dudley is actually a good um veteran bench piece for that team. Um so Quinn Cook being released gave a lot of people perspective like, "Oh, they're gonna sign DeMarcus Cousins because they need a big man. They need somebody to fill in that spot since AD is out. Um <clears throat> but the Lakers have said they're gonna keep a watch on a free agency market until the deadline to see, you know, what type of big men are on the market. Now we all know why they said that because there's rumors about potential buyouts with Andre Jumman and Blake Griffin Blake Grimman Blake Griffin indicates the that there's no trades, you know, to be made. If that happens, <clears throat> I can very well see one of those two being on Lakers, okay? Now, I know a lot of people be like, Blake Griffin on the Lakers? Why? That would be, that'd be pointless. You know, he'll just be playing outside. Think about it, though. All, all the Lakers need is just a big man that can play defense. Blake Griffin plays a really good defense. He's not that bad. He's very good on defense. And just to be a bigger body on the big men of the league. Blake Griffin can still do that, okay? Now, he won't be that high flyer, you know, lob it up to him, he's going to dunk it on you or whatever. But he can make the plays from the post position. And that's all I think the Lakers will look for at this point until AD gets healthy. Um, now, I would love to see Andre Drummond. If Andre Drummond can get there, holy shit. Yes, Lakers, back-to-back champs, Okay. But there's a good, there's a good, good feel around the league that Andre Drummond, if he gets bought out, might go to Brooklyn, okay? He goes to Brooklyn, that tips the scales even more, and Brooklyn would be the perennial favorites to win the chip. Um, I think I talked about that last week as well, I mean, two weeks ago. If that happens, crazy. But we're just going to have to keep a watch, okay? Whatever happens during this free agency until the deadline is going to be very interesting going forward for, you know, the potential championship contenders in terms of the Clippers, the Lakers, the Bucks, the Sixers, even though I don't think the Sixers really need to make any moves, and the Nets. Um, So that should be something interesting to watch. Other news in the NBA, much smaller news. We got an All-Star game coming up. Uh, am I excited? Not really. Um, I think last week I gave false information. I said that the All-Star Game was like on March 7th. Um, the date is actually going... To, oh, it is March 7th. Okay, I was right then. Actually, I might have said March 14th or some shit. But anyway, it's March 7th, 6.30. They're going to dump all the events into one night. That's stupid. I, okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> okay, so they're gonna do, they're gonna do this the skills game, right? I'm gonna look I'm looking this up right now. Okay. So they're gonna have the skills challenge in the three point contest at 6 30, right? So they're doing it all in one night, which is okay. Only thing I don't like is that the slam dunk contest is gonna be during halftime of the all-star game. so how is that gonna work like I don't like cause slam dunk contest usually takes what an hour I don't why would we want halftime to be an hour so you're talking about the all-star game starts at 8 o'clock if we're talking about an hour long dunk contest during halftime you're talking about 8 to possibly 12 o'clock I think, is what the All-Star night going to be. Uh, no. Just do, if anything, just bring everything up a little bit. Start the start the skills challenge, the three-point contest, and the slam dunk contest. Have that start at 5.30. All the way up until the All-Star game at 8. And, you know, that's regular schedule. That's cool. I think that's that's nice. That's regular. But, <clears throat> excuse me, they want to dump it all into one night and squeeze it. I'm not a big fan of it. We'll see how it goes. We don't even know who's going to be participating in the in these challenges. So, we'll see. If anything, I would hope that for the three-point contest, we see, like, Seth Curry. Um, there's... Oh, who's the dude that's just shooting the fucking lights out? Oh, there's, somebody's been going crazy. But I, I want to see Seth Curry in there. Um, Steph... Shit, Steph might make a comeback in a three-point contest. I think he should. Um... Yeah, that's that's, that's that was the only names I could, that could come to my head right now off the top. Um, dunk Contest. I would love to see Zach Levine come back. Um, I think Aaron Gordon should just leave it alone because he, he got hold last year. He obviously he should have won last year. Let that shit the fuck go. Um, Zion should go in the dunk contest. Ja Morant should go. Um, who else got Crazy Hops? It should look good. A big man off the top of my head, no. So yeah, but we'll see how that goes. Um, we got the roster. Um, I think the roster is pretty much who we expected. You know, starters, we got Giannis, Bradley Bill, let's fucking go. Luca should not have been a starter. If anything, it should have been um uh Damian Lillard or Donovan Mitchell. But mm, the all-star teams are looking good. We got uh, Sabonis replacing the injured KD. That was expected. You know, Sabonis averaging 21, 6, and 11. 21 points a game, 6 assists a game, 11 rebounds. That's good. All-star numbers. Well-deserved. And on the West, we got Devin Booker replacing AD as an all-star. Well-deserved. uh Devin Booker should have been voted in, but his teammate Chris Paul got voted in over him. Mm-hmm. I guess you can make the argument. I think Devin Booker should have been voted in over Chris Paul. No shots at Chris Paul, but Devin Booker has really been balling. Um, Devin Booker averaging 24 points a game, four assists, and 3.6 rebounds. So, you know, it's well deserved. This this All Star game should be, you know, pretty interesting. I don't know if there's gonna be any fans in the stands with Atlanta being the hot spot for Corona. Um, I don't think they let that be let that be known yet, um, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, captains, LeBron and KD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, same format as last year, which I actually like the format. That format was actually pretty dope. So um if anything, fans permitted the all star game in itself should be fun. Um, but that dunk contest should not be enough during the halftime. And um I still don't agree on them having the All-Star Game since, you know, the league told the players and the PA, the NFL's um, Player Association that there wasn't going to be any All-Star Game. They're just going to let them rest. So I still don't agree with it, but since you're having it, mm, why not I look forward to it, all right? Um, I don't have anything else on my notes. Uh, there hasn't been much NBA, NBA news as of late. So with that being said, we're looking at just under an hour. Looking good. Hope everybody, you know, has a great day. Thank you for rocking with your boy for this episode of GM in the Stands Podcast. Follow me on all socials, Instagram and Twitter at GM Stands Pod. Again, that is at GM Stands Pod. You can follow me personally at You Crazy Ty on Instagram and um, Twitter. And yeah, thank you for rocking with your boy. Peace and love.